Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Well, we are very thankful today to have Steve Turbeville and the team from Lighthouse to share with us. We want to partner with these brothers. Steve has headed up Lighthouse for many years just a solid and good man of God. We believe in this organization, and we want organizations out there that we can partner with that are doing it better than us. We don't want to try to reinvent the wheel, but they're doing a great work from start to finish. It's not just a handout for somebody. It's actually helping people to get their life back and to get focused on Jesus, so it's powerful. So, Steve, thank you for coming. You take your liberty here, brother. Okay. Thank you so much. It's so good to be with you. Oh, me. I'm going to come back. Y'all keep that up. Um, we are so, so delighted to be here. Um, it's, it's actually uh, a God appointment for me to be here. Mike Williams was going to be here to speak on our behalf with uh, some, some of the men uh, from, from Lighthouse. But uh, when, I, when I heard I could, I could come, uh, I jumped right on it and was so thankful. I, I am a little nervous, okay? And he, here's why. It's not because I'm speaking in front of you. It's because I got three healthy guys here that after this, I'm going to have to take them to lunch. So I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, Lighthouse Ministries is set apart by the Spirit of God to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ to the poor and at-risk population to meet their physical, emotional, and other needs. Forty-five years of bringing the gospel into uh, the community, into the lives of folks that are broken, that have addictions, uh, that have trauma in their life, that have had uh, disappointments, domestic violence, sex trafficking, you name it, the brokenness that people have faced have, have walked into the doors of Lighthouse Ministries or we've reached out to them in the community. A lot of times uh, our work is done because of the, the work of the church, uh, the church that, that you, you are a part of today has been uh, has been knitted into the fabric of what Lighthouse Ministries is doing and us into what you're doing for the gospel's sake. Uh, there are so many friends that, in fact, I've seen here today that we have been connected in doing the work of the gospel. What Lighthouse does, it's a it's a it's a life learning center that offers a gospel rescue mission. For men, women, and women with children, we we have an emergency shelter, we have homeless intervention, we have a preschool, a community preschool, and we have extreme kids clubs. We have the recovery program, the discipleship program, and what what I want to urge you to do today, I'm going to do my commercial mainly in the front, okay? I just want you to understand that here today, it's a little hard for, for us to demonstrate to you all that we can do and we can do together in the gospel work. So what I'd like for, to encourage you to do is fill out the information so that you get on Wednesday morning our prayer request. 
If you would fill that out right now, it's okay. I've got permission, okay? Fill that out so that we have your contact info and give it to, the, to us at the table. The other thing I'd like for you to do is take, take the opportunity to get the book, okay? And then read the book, okay? Now, I'm not talking about the Bible, but yeah, read the Bible too, okay? I want you to know that this has a story. It's devotional kind of, it's prepared in a devotional format. And I can't take credit, even though my name's on it. Mike Williams did the work of this. So I'm, I'm being, I'm being trans, transparent with you. He took the stories of Lighthouse, and it's, a, it's a kind of a reflection of what God has done. Now, getting back to the work of Lighthouse, we have campuses right down the road. We have the, the, the thrift store. How many of you been in our thrift, opera, thrift store operations? Okay, then we have on, on down the other side from you, we have the campus, the Life Learning Campus. That's where we have the women, the women with children, and the men. We have a hydroponic garden. I want you to see that. So what I want you to do is come for a tour. It can be one person, it can be a group, but we want you to know some of the resources that we have for you to do the gospel work that you're doing through, through your church here. And uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity to take, take the time to give us a little information so that we might be able to contact you for that tour. Just, just put, all I'm interested in is a tour. The other thing is, if you could pray for the ministry, and when you hear some of these testimonies, and you've heard some already, you'll understand that this is a work of faith for compassion. Sometimes we don't understand what it takes to offer compassion, and we're going to be looking at a story in the Bible in Matthew chapter 9. Hold on here just a minute, make sure. Um, it's, the, it's the story of the centurion's faith. And we're going to be looking at that in just a minute. And I wanted to let you know, Lighthouse Ministries began in 1977 when Jim Welch and Carl Warnock um, came to uh, gather and bought an old liquor store on the corner of East Bay and Kentucky Avenue. And in that uh, store came a gospel rescue mission where they had about 12 beds for program, and then they'd serve the, the guys off the streets. These were veterans. Uh, these were people that had some addictions. These were people that uh, were struggling some of it came from day labor and things of that sort, but they were struggling. And Carl and Jim saw the need to uh, purchase this old liquor store, and it became the, the gospel rescue mission that it is today. In 2001, there was a, uh, an opportunity for us to build the Women and Children's Center, and we moved into that. That was a 
a, a facility for uh, the women and the women and children who were homeless or they were in bad situations in their families and they needed help. And so we started that and then a few years later, we started the community preschool. And then a few years later, we, start, or the, we started at the same time the adult learning center. We started opening up the thrift store on Parker and it became a, a place for us to sell merchandise. And then what happened was, it became a place for us to do discipleship and outreach through the Hope Centers. What came from that is we had the opportunity to employ individuals in our stores. And what we did is we continued the discipleship program so that after they were in our program for about six months, they qualified to be hired as interns. They're able to save $3,500 to $5,000 and then move out of the Lighthouse campus into their own home. But we don't stop there. They can also continue their employment with Lighthouse, become full-time with benefits. Pretty amazing thing that God's done, right? And what happens now is we have the store operations in Haven, at Havendale. We're reopening the store in Plant City. We have a store in Brandon. And because of the work in Brandon, in Hillsborough County, we were asked to come and start doing a learning center over in Ybor City. So now we have an education facility with ESL training, uh, GED, high, high school diploma, and then employment, work life, uh, training, discipleship, and faith and finances. Then from that, we moved to extreme kids clubs. Now we have extreme kids clubs in three campuses, one at Dream Center, one at our campus, and uh, we have one over in Zion Hope, which is near the Jesse King School. I really believe that we can have, and, and this, is, this is just something I would like for you to pray, pray about. Our intent is to do everything, to show individuals that the gospel matters, that Jesus matters. So, because our mission, we are set apart by the Spirit of God to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ to the poor and at-risk population to meet their physical, emotional, and other needs. Who's poor and at-risk? We all are. The guys up front, they raise their... But we all are, aren't we? So what does that mean? So there must be... That is our mission. That's, that's what we're intentional about. What does it look like? What it looks like is the vision. We believe that everybody has the opportunity or should have the opportunity to have God's peace, life purpose, and fulfillment of potential. Amen? How do we get there? Spiritual growth, Matthew 6:33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be given to you. Amen? 
So we invest in that. We invest in that not only in the classes. We invest in it in the discipleship. We invest in it when we're working in our work life. We invest in it when we're doing faith and finances. We invest in it when we're doing the GED program. By the way, GED program used to be a 7% success rate. God has shown us and brought us a person that showed, it, showed and trained us to do the GED program in a different light. We have a 95% success rate. Now, I don't go public with that yet because of integrity, and I'll get to that in a minute. But what I'm trying to say is we've just seen these results this year. So we're going to try to play it out for the full year to make sure that all this is like, I mean, we're amazed, okay? But we believe it is God. We believe it is God all the way in every way that this has happened. So I, I want to lay this out to you today, this morning to, to let you understand that faith requires Faith gives us the ability to be compassionate. Compassion gives us the ability to live out our faith. It's in the story. It's in the Lighthouse story. The guys, the gentlemen that started this mission, they had no idea what was going to happen in the work of it. We have been asked to go public with our discipleship program nationally. We're still praying about that because what we said is we said you can't take a discipleship program and just lay it out on paper and then give it to somebody. You have to live it out. And if you're not going to be intentional about it, you might as well just, you got to obey the word. You got to read the word. You got to understand the word. So our 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 pathways are spiritual growth, community, love God and love others, industry, work life, because Colossians says do everything, even our vocation as unto the Lord, and also education, because Scripture says get all the understanding we can get. Amen. So. There is, God has laid this out for us. It's not for everybody, but it's for us to complete the work that he started in us. Now, the value system is this. The, what, what helps us with the steps. So, what's going to keep you stepping and, and guiding you to do the mission, to do the main thing, Right? Jesus Christ, truth, which is the gospel of Christ, integrity, how that truth is lived out, compassion, accountability, discipline, and unity. And you can't do it backwards. Everybody wants unity. No, you follow Jesus. You follow the truth of the word. You, provide, you, you be, have integrity with it. You have accountability. You have compassion. You have accountability, discipline, and unity. I'm telling you, folks, I'm, I've been at it 20 years. 
Some of you are sitting here, you know this. It's, it lives out. It's not us. It's God's Word and His Spirit. It's not us. It's God's Word and God's Spirit. And we're here today just to share with you why we need your prayers. I believe, and again, I'm, I'm just sharing with you for prayer. I believe we could have 250 beacons of hope, either through Extreme Kids Club, recovery programs, rescue mission, homeless intervention, uh, learning centers, preschools, extreme kids clubs, and I've repeated myself, and also uh, the store operations and the Hope Centers. I believe we can have 250 of these in West Central Florida, and we wouldn't even move the mark that much. But please pray. Not doesn't have to be. If God wants it to be, it'll be. If he doesn't, it's okay. Not burdened by it, just thankful. I'm living in harvest days personally because of what God has done. We went through a lot of crying and hurting, and we're still not out of the woods on everything, but God is showing us that he's faithful. And by the way, even if he didn't show us he was faithful, he'd still be faithful. Amen. So I want you to hear before uh, I share a little bit uh, of the word here. Uh, I want uh, John Muse to come on up. And John, uh, give your seven minutes. There's a hole in the, in the floor here that will take you out if you, okay? And then you'll introduce the others, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Steve. I'm thankful to be here today. Who, who all likes to eat food? Okay, so I cook the food at Lighthouse Ministries at the uh, campus there. Um, we serve about 200 people. I, I usually cook dinner, and then I have some help with breakfast and lunch also. So uh, I'm from Kentucky. Most people would say that not a lot of good things can probably come from Kentucky other than basketball. So, um, yeah, I come from Kentucky. Uh, we uh, I personally suffered from a generational curse of uh, substance abuse with uh, my, my, my parents, and I don't mean to speak ill of them by no means. God told me not to, but um, I'm just clarifying that that was something prevalent in my life, and um, I fell into that as I got older. So um, I ran away from Somerset to come to a place that I didn't know anybody and uh, Florida happened to be on the radar for some reason. I just decided that I was going to come to Miami. I didn't quite make it to Miami. I uh, obviously ran out of gas in Lakeland or close to Lakeland, and then um, I ended up spending about five months in uh, Grady Judd's house of, uh, of uh, uh, recovery, and um, <laughs> never spent quite that long in, um, in confinement like that. Well, uh, for me, reading the Word was uh, how not to get close to God, or is what I thought. I fell under the same condemnation of the devil, and I got puffed up and high-minded, thought that I was holier than thou, and that uh, I could just live however I wanted without sitting down and actually getting to know who God was by reading His Word. So I had five months to read God's Word day in and day out. I read it from front. I read it to the back. I read it from back, and then I read it to the front. I started in the middle. I hit every book, which way, every way, 
any day. So then one day, I, um, I humbled myself. You know, I was on that kiosk every day. We had 23 and one. You get 23 hours you spend in a cell with two other guys, and then you got one hour out. Sometimes you didn't get that hour. So I walked up to the kiosk one day after many days of going up to that kiosk and just pouring out myself on there and just sending messages to people who, you know, are just there working a nine to five and, um, you know, uh, thought that I was owed something in life. So uh, my last day that I spent there, um, I humbled myself and I just told everybody, I said, I'm thank you and I'm sorry for my arrogant and pompous ways. God opened the doors that day and I walked out. So I was like amazed because I spent every day trying so hard in my own strength to try to get out of those doors. And then it was the day that I didn't even ask for it. I was content. I walked back to my cell. I was happy. I was ready to get on my bed and start opening my book and start reading some more. They called me over the thing and they told me that I was being released that day. So I get out. I start crying. Um, I had so many hopes and dreams of going and preaching the gospel to people and and telling my story. And um, I fell into... uh, Within 24 hours, I fell into uh, substance abuse again. I smoked cigarettes. I smoked some uh, Tucci or K2 or whatever they call that stuff. Went through some uh, pretty horrific experiences within 24 hours. Went to a drug house to a guy that had a place for me to be because I didn't know anybody. Stayed there for not even a few hours and just decided like that I needed to go somewhere where they had accountability, discipline, unity, all those great things that he was talking about. So I found the ministries on the website. We got one right across the street from us, and then we also have the Lighthouse Ministries. I stayed for about two weeks in both shelters, and I knew from the first day I walked into Lighthouse that that's where I wanted to be. I felt the, the, the unity, the brotherly love, the, the hunger for God's word and those things that I, I strive for in my life while I was there and I wanted And I just knew that I needed to break down that foundation, as one guy said earlier, and then build it back up or Jesus do the building because I can't do it. (laughs) We all know that because obviously the end cap of that story. So I just uh, thank you guys. Um, We got Brother Paul that's going to come up and give his testimony now. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to be here. Wouldn't rather be anywhere else. And um, let me open up here to Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Coming to Lighthouse Ministries, I learned that there's a narrow path in life and there's a broad path in life. And when I came to Lighthouse Ministries, I started reading the Bible and I came to faith in Jesus Christ. And... I realized that what I was doing was wrong, and it was sin. It says right here, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. When I was younger, I used to live in Cocoa, uh, which is right next to Cocoa Beach, and... The road I lived on actually was Broadway. And as a young kid, I did everything under the sun that's not pleasing to God and that we shouldn't do. And that led to a drug overdose. And by the grace of God, I'm still alive today. I also acquired two juvenile criminal charges 
the Lord delivered me from that. And I also got kicked out of high school. So I had nothing going for me. And my family stepped in and took me out of that negative environment and put me into a good environment. So the Lord delivered me from that path of destruction. Well, I got my life together. I finished high school, graduated with honors, and stayed off the drugs for a while. Well, after I got my first job and whatnot, I fell back into my drug addiction, and I just started destroying my life again, and it was not going good. I wanted a way out of it, and I didn't know how, and I ended up having two kids, which I know now that kids are a gift from God. I have a daughter, Eleanor, that is two years old now, and I have a son, River, and uh, Greeting y'all when y'all were coming in, it was really cool seeing all the kids. It reminded me of my kids and how the Lord has blessed me with reconciliation with my kids at Lighthouse Ministries. And um, sitting down looking at this stage and this environment, it reminded me when I was younger going to youth groups when I was a kid with my family. And it was just really touching and it made it feel like I was going to be comfortable up here talking to y'all. And, yeah, that helped out a lot with the nervousness and whatnot. <laughs> but um, I'm really thankful for the Lord watching out for me my entire life. It felt like he was watching out for me, but I didn't know who it was or what it was. And staying at my mom's place with the mother of my kids and the kids, I destroyed not only my life, but others' lives around me because of my addiction. And as that happened, my mom got evicted, and the mother of the kids and I became homeless, and we were living out of the car. DCF stepped in, and we had to sign over custody of the kids. And that was one of the hardest things I've done, uh, except for going through the loss of my father. And uh, that created a void in my life. And um, after we signed over custody, thankfully they went to the mother's parents, and they're in good hands, really good hands, and the Lord's been taking very good care of them, and um, I fell further into my addiction. The mother got arrested and went to jail, and I was all alone, trying to work, be homeless, live in the car, and I was ashamed of myself. I became very ashamed of my addiction and the fact that I wasn't there for my kids. And it got so bad, I lost everything. I lost the key that I had to my car. I lost my job. And I lost everything I had. All the clothes, my birth certificate, the title to the car, everything. I lost it all. And I was walking down the road, high as a kite. And I tried to stop, uh, talk to this one lady and ask her if I could use her phone because I was starting to come down off the drugs. And I wanted to call my sister and try and go to work. Well, I continued to walk into the 7-Eleven. And since I didn't have a shirt on or any shoes on, they were going to call the cops on me. So I took off. Well, by the grace of God, this lady caught back up with me. And she's like, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. And I didn't have a very clear mind. So I was lying to her and whatnot. But she was still willing to help me out. So I went with her 
back to her neighborhood, and she introduced me to this guy. His name was Damien, and he had been through the Lighthouse program before, and he knew God, and he was very connected with the Lord. And thankfully, he took me in for the night, he fed me, he clothed me, and he told me about where he was going to take me. And he was describing these promises like we read in God's word about God's promises. And as he's describing these things, they sound so promising and so good. And I was tired of the old life I was living. I was ready for a new life. I was ready to be a part of something that I wouldn't be ashamed of anymore. And as the night goes on, the next morning I woke up and he brought me to this guy named Roger. And I talked with Roger and that situation reminded me of another situation I've dealt with in my past before where I was dealing with my drugs and someone stepped in and pulled me to the side and helped me out. They got me a job and I was sober for a while. Well, it reminded me of that situation. And as he was standing there or sitting there with me at the McDonald's, I was looking at the paperwork, but I didn't even read the title or nothing. And I wanted to be stubborn and not sign it and not receive the help because I was too prideful. I thought I was too good for it. You know, I didn't want to accept help from nobody. But something told me to try it. Just sign the paperwork and try it. And you might like it. You know what? If it doesn't work out, you can just leave. And so I signed the paperwork and he brought me to Lighthouse Ministries. And my life has been changed ever since. I didn't know God, and I've never really read the Bible or understood it until I came to Lighthouse Ministries. And there, I came to the knowledge of God. I was able to get saved in a chapel service, which Lighthouse Ministries has a chapel service every day of the week. And that environment right there, that influence right there has changed my life drastically. And now, the Lord is moving wonderfully in my life. I've been sober and clean for 11 months now. August. Thank you. Glory be to God. And um, August 13th will mark a year that I've been at Lighthouse Ministries and a year that I've been clean and sober. And the Lord is reconciling my family with me that family that was in that good environment with God, and they believe in God, but they saw me struggling and they wanted to help. But there's times where they couldn't help me because I was destroying myself and everything around me. And the Lord is reconciling me with them. My niece yesterday got married to that pastor's son. <laughs> so that was really cool. And the Lord's reconciling me with my kids. And um, I'm going to get to call them this afternoon, and my daughter recognizes my voice. And that's the most heartwarming thing uh, I've ever felt, other than the love of Jesus Christ. And um, thanks be to God, I've been at Lighthouse for 11 months, like I've said, and I made it through the program, and now I'm an intern. And the garden that Mr. Steve was talking about, I'm the hydroponic gardener. So if y'all come tour... Y'all get to see me. And uh, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be a part of Lighthouse Ministries because they have given me hope. And the void I had in my heart, losing my father 
and not wanting to be alone, the Lord has filled that. Now I have a Father in heaven, okay? And now I have all these brothers in Christ. So I don't have to be alone anymore. And now I'm on the straight and narrow path to life again. Thank you, God. Now, let's give it up for Brother Deron. Uh, good evening. My name is D. Ryan Gray. Uh, could y'all join me in a word of prayer real quick? Uh, Father, thank you for what you've done in my life. I'm extremely uh, nervous right now, so, but I know you make me strong in my weakness, so just take over my vocal cords and open my brothers and sisters' minds and hearts to receive whatever message you have for them through me. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Um, my story kind of started, uh, when I was little, my, uh, dad is from, my dad is from California and my mom is from here in Lakeland. I grew up uh, on East Bella Vista, right down the street from Tiger Town, raised by my grandparents because my father jumped out the car when I was a little kid and he left me and my grandparents, uh, took me in. Well, unfortunately my dad was part of the gang culture and he brought it to Lakeland. So I grew up in the church with my grandparents, but on the weekend I would go to his to uh, his house and I just wanted to be a part of that culture. I wanted, I wanted to be a part of the world. You know, the world make everything seems good. That's good is bad and bad is good. So I was just caught in the system, caught in the loop. Well, fast forward, I get older, I turn into a full-fledged uh, game member or whatever, and I'm just doing just ungodly things. So last year, it led me in Grady's house. I was facing <laughs> I was facing a, a a lot of a lot of time. So I was in general population, and they called me. They called my name. They was like, uh, "Do you run pack your stuff? You're going to faith base." I'm like, "Faith base? I didn't sign up for faith base." Well. I get there, and like I say, I knew God. My granddad is a uh, preacher at Greater New Jerusalem, that church right across the street from uh, Bryant Stadium. He's a preacher there. He's not the preacher, but he's a reverend there. So I always knew, but I just been running from my calling and the anointed calling uh, God have on my life. So I find the Lord. I, I refine the Lord in jail, and the Holy Spirit, I'm dealing with court cases. I'm facing a lot of time. So the Holy Spirit say, just take probation. Five years probation. I'm like, five years probation? I can't do that. It's like, no, you got to trust me. Take it. So I, I take it, and they let me out. So I'm walking from bar until I don't, my whole, my whole family turned their back on me because I was on drugs real heavy. So I don't have nobody to pick me up. I'm walking, and the Lord just say, trust me, trust me, keep walking. A bus come. When the bus come, a man on the bus, I was like, I need a ride from bar to the Lakeland to go see my probation officer. A man on the bus paid for my uh, bus fare, and he gave me $200. So I uh, end up going, and I end up relapsing that night and uh, doing drugs. But um, the next day, I'm at the lake, and I'm like begging the Lord. I'm like, Lord, please, like, just take this away from me. I know I told you, if you let me out, I wouldn't do drugs, and I'm back doing drugs. So this man starts running. I'm at Lake Parker, just sitting down, and the man was running. He was like, I don't know 
why the, the Holy Spirit just told me to tell you to go to Lighthouse. I'm like, Lighthouse? No, I grew up in Lakeland. Like, I don't need a shelter. Like, I don't need a shelter. So he took me to KFC. And, uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> he, bought me, he bought me dinner, and I was, he was like, all right, tomorrow you need to go to Lighthouse. So uh, I finally go as a, uh, as a guest. I'm sitting in the alleyway, and I'm just crying because I'm fit to walk into this shelter, and I just feel like I don't have no hope. But, man, that's, that was the best thing I have ever did. So I started doing, they have something called dining room cleanup at the chapel. I was doing dining room cleanup, and the man, Brother Arthur, he's the house parent, he came and he was like, hey, you need to join the program. I'm like, nah. I don't, but then again, I don't have nothing to lose. I'm homeless. I'm on probation. So the Lord's like, you need to join the program. When I joined the program, man, changed my life. I finally got in the will of God. It's just, it's just when I was outside of his will, I was just walking out of blessings. But being in his will, I met Brother John Mules, which he is an awesome 5K runner. He got me running 5Ks. I done did like six. And I'm fat, like, I'm real fat. I'm, I'm the fattest one out there. They be like, but I be running, I be finishing. I finish, I finish, I finish. All I'm saying is, if all you just, Lighthouse really just, it's, that's better than gold. Like, you get, a, you get a free relationship with God. Like, they, they feed it to you, like, but this is something they should be charging millions of dollars for. And Lighthouse giving it to us for free. So if you have anybody that's in trouble or down who need to get back in the will of God, please point them to Lighthouse. And that's my Lighthouse story. Here's Brother Steve Turner. You know, it's all been said already, so I, I'm just going to read the passage, and um, I just want to remind you that it's God doing this, and, but we have to have faith to do compassion. And I don't know how God's speaking to you in that, but I know he gave that to give to you today. I, uh, I knew the preaching would get done through these men. And uh, I've just accepted that today. It's just, it's just so good to be with you. But let me read uh, chapter 8 in Matthew, and it's the centurion's faith. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible agony. He said to him, am I to come and heal him? Lord, the centurion replied, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Hearing this, Jesus was amazed and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, 
I have not found anyone in Israel with so great a faith. I tell you that many will come from east and west to share the banquet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When Jesus told the centurion, go as you have believed, let it be done for you, and his servant was healed that very moment. I just want to urge you to understand that there was a discipline involved. There was a message involved. There was a person that the centurion put his faith in. That person was Jesus. He didn't have to have Jesus come to his house, but he had the humility to, to understand who Jesus was. And if we would just have the humility to understand who Jesus is, we, we can get all this. We can get the fact that we're called to something great. We get to participate in God's Super Bowl. We get to be called off the bench. We get to be able to be active, involved. Who would have thought our sheriff would have a part in getting these guys the Word of God? Well, in Polk County, Florida, that's a fact, right? And who would have thought that these guys would be brought in the way that they were brought to Lighthouse Ministries, but most of all to Jesus Christ? The work of Jesus Christ is going on in your church. The same stories are happening here. All we're saying is we're available to you. We have the compassion card. Come to our table. Fill out. Please fill out and give us that information so we can get you those prayer requests uh, every Wednesday morning and pray for us. And just just uh, come and get the book and and just get understanding of how we can support your ministry. This is not about us getting from you. This is about us getting to do the work of Jesus Christ by faith and by compassion that will follow. Thank you so much, and God bless you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.